my drugs. <laughs> you know what? That's a great. That's a great opening line. Let's use that. All right. So <laughs> we are now recording, and it is now my duty as an American citizen to tell you that this is the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number. Drum roll, please. Dr- uh, th- there it was. Drum roll. Perfect. Eighty. 80. 80 that's a 10 it's a number that's a zero that's that's the age of some people's grandmothers it's true we slipped in the shower we could die (laughs) (laughs) they have to build a special tub with a door for us we have a thingy that uh when you fall you can call and and they'll come and help you and actually before we even before we even go any further let's let's do let's let's mention our sponsor uh which are people who make uh tub doors i don't actually know what the company's name is I didn't read the email very carefully. Are we going to say some names this week? Uh, Aqua Uno 34-inch, 58-inch, polished chrome, frameless bathroom door stud. Perfect. All right, let's begin. So, if you... I, let's let's just jump right into the the big 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 news, well, no, right? No, well, okay, okay. So here's the big 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 news. Okay, something important came out this week, right? And that's LeBron's Sprite we- remix. That's been out for months. Hey, shut up! <laughs> I, I know New York is a backwater place, and it just barely got it. <laughs> it just barely got there. Okay, well, you don't want to talk about? Let's talk about. I mean, it's been, it's um, been there. It's been. I feel like we've actually about, talked about it on a podcast before let's too. Talk about, <laughs> I talk about so. Butterfinger. Let's talk about Butterfinger peanut butter. Cups. Those have also been around for like hey, a Shay, year. Shut up. <laughs> Maybe two. Shut up. Are you guys just so into like your artisan pizzas that you don't notice the Butterfinger <laughs> on the shelf behind it? I only get to eat this shit on the road. I only uh, get to eat this shit when I go to a gas station because New York is too important for that stuff. Have you had a Doritos Loco Taco? I, 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 you know, I had a Doritos Loco Taco. What I have not had is Doritos Loaded. And have you had the new Taco Bell Diablo sauce? Um, yes, I have had the Taco Bell Diablo sauce. It's hotter than fire. I don't know if you know that. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, fire, I the right. fire sauce. It's not hotter than the element fire. <laughs> Maybe it is. You don't know that. It's not. You're not a scientist. I'm glad you specified. I was, I was not clear on that. I only specify because the, drive, the drive-thru lady specified. She's like, now, just so you know. So I finally, I finally you can't sue try. us because it's not that hot. I didn't tell you it was hotter than fire the element. I told you it was hotter than fire the packet. I, I did try. Uh, this is a good podcast already. I, I did try Mountain Dew Solar Flare. Oh yeah, time. I had I had some of that too. It tasted like every Mountain Dew. Uh, it made me sick. Terrible afterwards. Oh yeah, like every Mountain Dew. <laughs> you see, you see, with Sangrita, I didn't I didn't get sick afterwards. I just felt like I should be sick because it tasted like a blood transfusion. Well, but solar solar flares only available in a fountain drink, so I'm right. I don't know this, but I'm willing to bet you probably consumed more of it. Um, an amount of which with Sangrita Blast would have been fatal. By the way, I should probably mention <laughs> that I've got people here. That's Jay Joseph Jr. that's talking there. Yeah, I asked you if you're going to talk names this week, and you said I didn't know what names you meant. Right into it. I thought you just meant like amiibo names or something. Well, who cares? What are you? Amiibo names? Think it's amiibos with you. Just, just all right. Just shut up. Just shut up, Jay. That's Jay. What? What do you want, Lucio? Over there. Hi. Doug Wilson is back. Where's Jay's drugs? Was he here last week? I don't even know. <laughs> Who wasn't? Who wasn't here? Um, and then, and then we have a very special—it's a special day in the house for Mister Mister Michael Mahoney, because today is his birthday. 
Aww. So I how, had a birthday. How are you now? Like, the new guys. <laughs> how old are you now? Uh, are you 29. Now? What have you done with your life? Uh, got a new job. I mean, he's here. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. that's not impressive. We're all here. No, I didn't <laughs> really think about it like that. Why not space yet? I mean, right, I what, do you, what, do you want, what do you want for your birthday, Michael? Yeah, what's your birthday wish? I would love it if I didn't have to hear about Amiibos anymore. Uh, I guess, guess what? I got a Splatoon girl inkling Amiibo. I guess today. I should probably write this down. Birthday well, wish already obliterated. <laughs> I didn't write it on the oh, schedule. No, I, did a, I did an unboxing video on everything. Did you open the box that the Amiibo came in? I'm debating it. <laughs> <laughs> choices, choices. <laughs> I found a, I, I was going to open her, and then I looked online today, and she's bouncing between like 22 and 30. So I'm going to wait until that stabilizes a little bit. I have a Luigi, a Luigi or a Diddy Kong that I got for Christmas sitting around here somewhere. I didn't know you had so many. I didn't know I had so many either. You actually just reminded me. Somebody gave you an Amiibo for Christmas? Yeah, my parents got me an Amiibo for Christmas. They're like, you know, this is all the rage. Your kids will love them. So, you know, a 32-year-old man is like a kid. So get him an Amiibo. I mean, they probably they probably went to the Toys R Us, and they're like, what should I get for a grown adult who really has no business playing with anything in the store? And they're like, oh, these. And they were um, actually right. Yeah, well, before all I had was Zelda and Link, because that's all I wanted. Um, and now I'm I found just saying Zero, that I found out Zero Suit Samus is coming out. That's the one I really want. I I'm just saying that they Lucina. nailed it. Yeah, I want Lucina, but no, they did. It was a, it was a great gift. Um, I had to buy my own gift. But Lu- Luigi is never a great gift. Come on, I should divorce my parents for that one. Yeah, I'm not I'm not making any open threats, but I'm just saying if it ever comes down to the point where they're on life support and they're like, well, do we pull the plug or not? You put you'll you'll, say, you'll set the Luigi. <laughs> You'll set the Luigi down on their chest and let them look him in the eyes as you pull the plug and they fade away into the nether. Do you buy now, a gift? I think they gave me a gift. I think it was here, socks. Here's what you're fucking awesome if you should think about it. I, was I, I lost. I lost that um, Wii Fit trainer, and I know I promised her to like three people, oh. passing her around. Oh, One no. of them was Jared. I didn't One actually want it. What's that? I I don't need it. You don't need it. You've got one. No, but I just don't. I don't. You don't. How it's do you not care? You it. have like all I, of them, and you don't. She's the one you don't care about. I go so back and forth about whether or not how much I really care about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. Remember, Jared, you're gonna die. I'm like a teenage boy gonna, who just gonna, went on the internet for the first time, and I just I don't know. Um. Okay. So here's what I was, and then I want to. Not talk about amiibos. Okay, last amiibo fact. Go. Wait. Did I just lose everyone or just me? So amazing. It just killed the technology. Oh, man. We can't repeat it in the podcast. All right. All right, people of the past, people of the back? past, for we're, the love of God, we're back. Michael got okay. his great, Michael got great, his birthday wish, and great he, podcast, everyone. He doesn't have to hear about <laughs> Amiibos podcast. anymore. That was awesome. The so, Amiibo right. shut down. Good night, good night, everyone. You can you can subscribe to our Twitter. Check us out at theenemyslime.com. dot <laughs> com. All right, it's actually not theenemyslime.com. dot <laughs> com. We, we we don't own that. <laughs> That's don't register, else. listeners. 
That would be a very dick move. Um, so let's uh, let's drop a me. So we got to, to those of you just joining us. We did we did have the call drop, um, and like I said, it was it was Michael's birthday wish coming true. So no more amiibos. Let's talk about the big news today. We're going to talk about one weird fact about amiibos. That's too late though. It'll just have to be lost to time. Do you want to bring the call down again? Because that's what killed the call. I do want to bring the call down again. <laughs> Why? All the servers you hate just us? couldn't handle it. I'm <laughs> going to destroy the infrastructure of the United States with your amiibo facts. All the skyping. All right, let's let's talk about Fallout Four. Oh, oh, oh my god! Because it's definitely happening, right? Well, no. it, the, the who is Brotherhood of Steel Two, MMO, free to pay. All right, so all right. so there's a there's a website URL going around. Um, yes. Which I believe and is that just website URL. It, it was xxx.com. No. Rezzers.com. <laughs> so it's actually it's just the regular Fallout site. So the the normal Fallout uh, right. or whatever. Which is what I said. Which is what I said. Xnxx.com. And it's now a countdown. It has ten at, at the time that we're recording. It has ten hours. This is going to be a shitty podcast because by the time it goes live, we'll actually know what it was. So planet will have blown up because of how awesome it's going to be. Who is humping the microphone? Yeah, what? What are you? Are you like like brushing your teeth with the microphone? It sounds. It sounds like you're trying to. I know you're not. I know you're not getting mad at me. Are you eating the phone? (laughs) I'm not saying anything. Did you drop (laughs) the microphone into a bag of chips? It just sounds like somebody's brushing their teeth with the microphone. I'm. I'm admiring. Guilty or something? I'm admiring my Fallout amiibos. Okay, nobody. Nobody wants to know what you're doing with your amiibos. That's a private, special thing that you keep to yourself. But it's the Inkling Girl. That's, that's even more reason to keep it to yourself. Um, I mean, so we don't we don't know what to say about this Fallout thing. Uh, it, obviously, the general consensus is that it is Fallout 4. But these days, it is just as likely that it is a Fallout-themed mobile game, uh, like a Candy Crush clone. It, or, or it's a Fallout Dota game. Brotherhood of Steel. Or maybe Crush. it's a Fallout DLC for Evil Within. So uh, let's let's just Breaking run through. let's just run through everybody. Give everybody a say in this. What is the worst possible thing they could announce? Go, Lucio. Evil Within Two. Um, Evil no, with, uh, Evil bro- Within Two. We know it's Fallout related. What's the worst thing they could do? <laughs> Brotherhood of Steel Two MMO free to play. <laughs> okay, Michael. They've lost the rights to Fallout. That's actually that'd be pretty funny if they put up a countdown. <laughs> By would, the way, it guys, a pretty we, excellent way to announce. So, bad we news. We're just putting the countdown for when the rights would expire. And now we don't have it anymore. Bad news, guys. Now the rights went to Bioware. <laughs> oh. All right, Doug. What's the worst thing they could do? Fallout Twin Stick Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Jay, is your vote still the Evil Within two? um what's the worst thing you could do could give you scabbies i guess that's true um i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say uh fallout um with hideo kojima and guillermo del toro and konami co-producing no 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 and the project lead is peter molyneux hey let's talk about let's talk about how microsoft is going to spend billions of dollars for silent hill yeah they didn't Next topic. <laughs> well, we announced it on the site, right? But you know, of if I did. if I had, we had a, a source, 
If I had a big scoop, if I had a big news scoop, you know who I'd report it to? (laughs) Is the people who make the people who make funny internet videos? Yeah, I I would tell them people who made who made RWBY. Take it right to them. You know, if I if I was walking down the street and I opened like a door on the street and I found myself in a conference room where they were discussing like Half Life Three, I would immediately leave and dial up Mega Sixty (laughs) Four on the phone and be like, "Guys, got a scoop for you." See, I feel that's unfair because Mega Sixty Four is at least funny sometimes. Oh, that's so cruel. I like I like Rooster Teeth. Um, and I imagine I don't actually know how Rooster Teeth reported any of this. I imagine if anybody was skeptical of it, it would be them. So maybe we, we share, should maybe, maybe we should give some backstory on this one. To, to sure. be fair, though, um, at least Mega Sixty Four has contacts in the industry. Which I don't yeah, know if actually, that's the thing. Mega, Mega Sixty Four ta- actually knows Kojima. I'm sure that Rooster Teeth has those same contacts. They, they, no, they don't. <laughs> yes, they. Right, so they wish they, they, they did. <laughs> Okay, so let's because I, the, they're a lot see, bigger anyone, than Mega sixty four. Wait, hang on, this is blowing my mind. Listening to this shit, anyone listening to this shit is probably pretty confused right now. So let's clarify that first. <laughs> Fair enough. Turn this off ten minutes ago. Mind. Yeah, we're, we really we really picked this up when we started again, didn't we? <laughs> really? Okay, so earlier this week there was a rumor started. IGN IGN writes an article. They report on the fact. That Rooster Teeth had a story broken to them by a source, and that source was saying that Microsoft was going to pay billions of dollars to get Silent Hills PT. They were saying Silent Hills was 80% done, that Microsoft was talking was in talks to pay billions of dollars for his IP. Um, and, you know, IGN reported on it as basically a done deal because Rooster Teeth said someone else said so. I mean, they, they tagged it as a rumor. Like, it's just... That, <laughs> but, you would, you, but we didn't report on it. Well, yeah, I mean, we don't re- we're, we didn't report on Fallout either because there's nothing to report. It's a timer, like, <laughs> right? Well, we can we wait until we can. Fuck you! That. You know who has like, it's like with the, with the, has like five articles of Fallout. It's like with the Zelda TV series. Like I couldn't get it confirmed, and we didn't publish it because we know better than to publish fucking rumors. So I want to talk about how stupid it is to report on this rumor in the first place, whether I it's a rumor this or not. Timer. Um. And it's stupid because they're talking about spending billions. First of all, billions. That's the that's the number that they quoted for this IP. No one gives a shit about Silent Hill. No one's given a shit about Silent Hill since the 1990s. Um, so that's the first thing about it. The second thing is, you know, you have some heavy names behind it. You had Kojima and you have Guillermo del Toro. But neither of them is going to command billions of dollars. Microsoft's not that starred for IP that they're going to pay billions of dollars for Silent Hill. Um, they also said it was 80% complete, which I think is another big red flag that this should be a giant lie. I mean, let's see. Let's look at their let's look at their article. So, uh, Microsoft doesn't comment on rumor speculation. According to Rooster Teeth's source, Silent Hills is 80% complete, which is nonsense. And Microsoft is trying to purchase the property for billions of dollars by E3. This is basically like written by a seven-year-old. <laughs> Where right, it will let's, officially let's reveal... See if, uh, let's see if Silent Hill is worth billions there, of dollars. There is, there is one nugget that they had that's pretty good, which is they said Konami pulled the PT demo for Silent Hills from the PlayStation Store as a show of good faith to Microsoft. That's a pretty good... That's a good line. <laughs> um, that's a good lie. You right, um, let's, see, let's see right now... 
It's important to know, and IGN even says this. They say it's important the to know that billions. The only reason why fucking pulled that thing is because they cost some money to keep it so, up. So, so, what, why do they say they're going to spend billions on an IP? No one wants. They, well, so IGN says it's important to note that billions is a huge amount of money for a franchise that hasn't even been in gaming spotlight for many years. For comparison, Amazon purchased Twitch for nine hundred and seventy million dollars. Microsoft purchased Mojang for two point five billion, and Disney purchased Lucasfilm and Star Wars for four point five billion. In December, Walking Dead actor Norman Reedus said it's false. I mean, I think that I think that they're they're doing their part to say like, okay, there are some problems with this story, but it just it's not even a good enough story to post. Is the all right? So. Um, here's what a source of mine said. A source of mine said that Miyamoto is um, leaving Nintendo to go work with Sony. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think we should publish that. That yeah. sounds true. So, so, uh-huh. Yeah, you know, guys, I think really they're just trying to, you know, be a little suave about this because they're getting ready for the ultimate crossover, Silent Halo. Oh, Silent oh. Halo! Oh shit! Oh snap! <laughs> there it comes. It's kind of like Dead Space, only... Oh, yeah, it is, it is like Dead Space. <laughs> hmm, not a good point. Actually, I'm kind of interested now. All right. Hey, Bill Gates, call us so up. So why, 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 why do you think Miyamoto went ahead and made Splatoon, which I'm pretty sure is exactly what happened in the industry? I mean, Miyamoto did make Splatoon, just all by himself. Well, he was all fired by himself. Nintendo for killing the vice president, so... Right. Yeah, that That's sounds true. right. It all started in a strip club. Oh my god! You guys, you guys are actually—I don't—I don't want to judge, but like you guys are actually pretty bad at this because the way that this, uh, <laughs> the way that this source basically wrote their story is they basically wrote in and said, "My dad told me that." <laughs> <laughs> that Mike yeah, works for Nintendo. That, that Nintendo's going to pay a billion dollars to the to the makers of Fable, and uh, and it's happening today. Uh, do you guys do you guys remember those like my dad rumors? Like my, like there would always be. Well, my dad. I, I don't remember any rumors about your dad, but go ahead. People would um, say a lot of shady stuff about your dad <laughs> on the internet. My dad works for Nintendo, and he says they're going out of business tomorrow. My my my. That's pretty dad, much all of Ben Kuchera's articles, by the way. My dad works at Square Enix, and he says that the Final Fantasy VII remake is happening now. Like, like it's an it's a uh, alternate reality game, yeah. And so like it's happening right, in, like we're in it. Like we're in it. We're like playing it as like all you have to do is find the right website and find the right code, and then you find the right LeBron Sprite remix, and you're yeah, in the game. A, I saw how you say it. What you need to do is do hey. something, mix something up. Like my dad works for Nintendo, so he got me a copy of Fallout Four, and it's awesome. But you can't play it because you know there's an NDA. Happy birthday, Michael. Oh, guys! I wish, I wish we knew what Fallout Four was now. I don't want to wait. Okay, so um, what else? Thing in the source of the page. What else? What else? <laughs> well, I did a I did a who is lookup, and that's about as official as you can get. In well, no, a world I, nobody where doubts you say my my sources of my, the source of my source. Nobody, wait, did you say nobody doubts the URL? They had a fake. They had a fake timer before. Well, yeah, that's, but not a, not happen. at that you not at that address. Like, that's a domain. That's a domain that Bethesda actually owns. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. So unless their website got hacked, which is, I guess, they always... also tweeted the uh, split standby screen from. Yeah, yeah, they did from their official account. Yeah. Guys, at ten minutes, hey. ten hours and forty-eight minutes. 
Oh my why god. Do we, why do we care? It's not gonna be good. Yeah. It's terrible. Because Fallout's a terrible game. I mean they did they did if you think about Battle it, what has was been heard so much before What was their last played. game? Skyrim? Was, that was yeah. a turd. Terrible. Nobody liked that. Nobody liked that. Okay. So I'm gonna talk about same. The dog has been hurt so much. I New Vegas sucks. Fallout three sucked. Two wasn't good. One was okay. Speaking of um, speaking <laughs> of the was, was great. Everybody knows that the best Fallout was Fallout Tactics. Yeah, and they're never gonna make that again. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say what's their face anyway. <laughs> oh, you tried. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, Fallout. Oh, oh. So, uh, Steam it hates developers. Oh yeah, they're uh, they're, they're gonna take all their money away. They're going to start offering refunds for. Oh shit! Yes. I remember what else I played. I played Operation Abyss. <laughs> so you did. <laughs> Let me ask: Would you have wanted a refund for it? Yes. No. No, I didn't say that on the podcast. Yes, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, um, let's let me think about that and come back. I want to strike my answer from the record. Okay, I will. I will remember and surely it's been, it's been struck. We'll so, tell we'll tell our stenographer to not put it on the record. I will put in a minor amount of effort to make the record straight. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about these Steam uh, refunds. So they announced the policy today, rather and... unexpectedly too. It was just it mm-hmm. was in my like it was by The Witcher Three. Also, we give refunds now. For a, oh, okay. For a company to go from uh, for a company to go from offering no refunds whatsoever to a policy as open and forgiving as this one is is really kind of noteworthy. I think. Um, well, they okay. fucked up big time. So we had a couple of different speculations as to why that is. And Jared, did you say hatred? That was the reason. I mean. It's obviously been a catalyst for a lot of sites to change policies this week. <laughs> it was a catalyst for one site to change policies this week, which we can talk about, too. Um, well, and I had a different theory. Let's not forget all the shame-shame sites that swore they'd never review it and then did. And then they reviewed it. Um, yeah, but did Polygon review it? Uh, you know, I don't know. Let's check. I, I don't think they did. I don't know if any of them can play it without oh. throwing up. So I think, you know, because I think, I think that's significant because Polygon was the first one that was like, hey, guys, here's this video game that you shouldn't pay any attention to that you probably wouldn't have known about if we didn't say anything, but don't pay attention to it anyway. I don't think... It doesn't look like they reviewed it. Okay, so at least there's that. Um, but um, for the Steam thing, I don't think it's hatred. I think they did, however, release an opinion piece on how it's a temper... They, they, they released an opinion piece on everything. This is shit. <laughs> they released an opinion piece the day it was released saying that the uh, the um, the stupid like fucking controversy they created doesn't matter. They 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 make uh they made a, they wrote an opinion piece yesterday about how enemy slime sucks six dirty dicks in a row. I mean, we do true. do that. How, I mean, how did they, they, they wouldn't. I mean, they shouldn't have told. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought they stopped the Patriot Act. They shouldn't know that. They shouldn't have that information. (laughs) Okay. Alright. So my theory, my theory is they're trying to butter up the Steam Steam is trying to butter up their gaming populace towards the ideas of um paid mods again by doing this refund thing. It I mean it does tie into it because that was a complaint about the idea of paid mods. Yeah. Mm. There's something there. Um but I don't know. Either way, 
it, uh, some some are upset about the policy, which uh, does allow probably the most, some, the most notable. And by some, you mean Kotaku and Brianna Wu. Sure, I mean whoever. There, there are there are people on the internet, b- believe it or not, who have a problem with it. Um, and the the problem. <laughs> wait, 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 no, no, hold on, hold on, back up for a second. People on the internet have a problem with something. Okay, so if we go back a little while, we started out with something called the ARPANET, which is just two computers networked together for universities <laughs> to exchange information. And as soon as they did, they called each other. F- <laughs> <laughs> To a flame war. <laughs> that was the first order. That was, that was the, the first, very first the order of business. <laughs> yep, that was it. <laughs> that was the first word on the internet. Very good. Well, well someone else. Well, Somebody someone paid attention it. in their history class. Some, someone else had to call someone else Hitler somewhere in that line. So, anyway. The, that was the first communication. The internet exists. People are on the internet. It's like there's there's got to be some kind of law for this. The internet exists. People are on the internet. Everyone disagrees with everyone. Um, but anyway, the big, the okay, big. So, 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 yes. Let, let me tell you the controversy. Hey, don't yell at me. <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> there, if you okay, I'll say this really. If you play a game for two hours, less than two hours, then you can get a refund no matter what. There we go. I got it out. I got it out. Somehow. Okay. So yeah, I guess I guess um, Speed I guess Brianna Wu's game takes under two hours to beat. That sounds right. I mean, there's a lot of indie titles that do take less than two hours to beat. Um, and so I do understand the concern that somebody would download your game, get the full experience, and then get a refund on it. Um, I'm going to chime in on that because that's a stupid concern. Because if I want to steal your game, I'm going to steal your fucking game, and I'm not going to have. I'm not going to go through the whole risk of pulling my credit card information in Steam and having a charge and then having to get a refund. But it's, it's, almost, it's, almost, not, it's almost not premeditated, right? Like, it's it's a casual, like, oh, this game's over. I guess I'll return it. Um, I, and I, my, my Steam library is a bad example because I have a lot of games that have been sent to us or something, but, like, I have a lot of games in here that definitely are under two hours... Um, but I don't know. At the same time, I probably haven't beaten. Now I beat that one. So, um, yeah. But if I if I if I got a game that was like two hours, like that, only a dick. You would only do that if you're a dick, right? So like, oh, I'm gonna use. Well, there aren't any of those on the internet. Basically, a free rental system. But it's so not. I'm like saying it's like, like if you're going Portal. to steal, a game. steal a game, you're gonna steal a game. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. But well, I mean, Portal. If I like it, right, I'm gonna keep it on my computer. I'm not gonna like go ahead and. And say, I want my refund for it now, that I beat it under two hours. So, like, Gone Home is one that you can finish in, in just under two hours if yeah, you're Yeah, and, and I think it had, like, enough haters. I think people legitimately downloaded it and played it and hated the game. And they were like, I wasted my money. Right, but the, so the idea of just, like, I played it and then I, I wasn't even planning it when I bought it. But I'm just like, well, why not return it? I came in at the two-hour mark. I may as well take it back. I, I wouldn't do that. I like Gone Home. I would keep it. I wonder if they can set some kind of flag where if you beat the game, no matter how yeah. long you spend, you're not entitled to a refund. I think I think I think Michael's got a point there. I think like if you go to something. a restaurant and like you don't like your steak, but you eat the entire thing, they're, <laughs> they're not going to give you all your money back. That's actually that's actually a really good thought. Like you could even tie it to like an achievement, like have an achievement that unlocks when the game's beaten, and if you get that achievement, then the game is not eligible for refund. Where even you like complain enough, you can get anything returned. I have to say though that if you are an indie dev, I think this would be, and if you're really serious about it, this actually should be good news because there's a lot of shit on Steam, and I mean a lot of shit on Steam. 
And a lot of How these people it? are just a lot. <laughs> um, a lot of these people are just, you know, getting like Unity assets or doing like some like shitty RPG maker novel and just see yeah, our RPG maker and just throwing it together and like putting it up there for five bucks and getting, you know, some random people to buy it just because it might be interesting. And, you know, if you, you know, spend three years making your game and, you know, isolating all of the people that love you and spending all of your money making this one game, not having your potential audience having to wade through all of the crap, I think will help you. Yeah, but I, I, get, I, I like, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think to add to that, I was going to say, yeah, but, because Enemy Slime has an inmate to be contrarian. But to add to that... um I do think it should just inspire you to do better as a, as a creator. Like, instead of worrying that you're going to be, like, Jude out of your money, you need to worry instead that you're making a good enough game that people want to keep. Mm. But that's Make hard. a game that's two hours and one minute long. <laughs> but, but, but that's hard, Jay. You know, I would think even in some ways this is actually going to be beneficial because now people who maybe weren't going to buy, like, you know, off-brand titles, like, you know, from small developers... They can buy games with the assurance that, well, if it's not good, I have some recourse. So more people are going to be buying stuff and trying out new things and maybe, you know, playing your game and enjoying it. Yeah. Hey, you, think, know what? you know, you know what's an excellent example of this that you're talking about? Torrent. Torrent is a flood game. You might like it, you might not. Go ahead and try it. Now you can get your money back. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, uh, conversely, like... If you wanted that as a developer, you already had that option forever ago, and it was, it was called Demos. Do you guys remember Demos? Game Demos? No. I downloaded a game demo last night. I downloaded a game demo last night for um, Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate, and it was absolutely terrible. And, and, then, <laughs> and then you didn't buy the game, right? Exactly. The system works. But now, these days, you can just release a demo and then sell the rest of the game as DLC. I think, I think either way, this was a natural evolution for digital distribution. It's something that had to happen because, to be frank, it was something that was holding it back when compared to retail sales. Although I, I, I agree, and I just actually got screwed out of my money by Sony um, paying for a game. I paid like 20 bucks for it. And I'm like, man, this isn't what I was expecting. I wish I could get a refund. I look at the refund, and they were like, well... That's really on you. We can't do anything about that. Um, and I think any other service in the world, or most other, you know, not any other service, but most other services, you can say, I'm unhappy with this product. I want to take it back. I want either a credit or I want my money back. Right. I think that's actually a pretty good point is like most, most other consumer products are, they have that level of customer service where if you, if you didn't like it, I mean, you can pretty much eat the whole steak and they'll still give you your money back, but... You know, video games have been sheltered from this, and maybe it hasn't been the best for the consumer. So, mm-hmm. for example, my mother went to a clothing store recently. Um, she got something she didn't like for $50, and she went and she took it back, and she gave me the, the gift receipt, and now I have, like, the snazziest jacket ever. And, and Steam games are the snazzy jacket. Yep, you, you nailed it. <laughs> Oh, now that. Out, yes, of, the, out of the park. <laughs> okay. All right. So should we talk about the Twitch thing? Um, sure, yeah. Uh, so 
<laughs> this one Welcome is definitely this one is definitely because of hatred. Um, <laughs> Twitch Twitch has banned uh, their users from streaming the game Hatred, and in order to not appear to be hypocrites, they made sure they basically they they kind of did something that I think they should have done a while ago, which is they clarified what games are not allowed on the service and and outlined why. Um, and let's see, I'll pull up the list of banned yeah. games. Um, so I know some of them on my pen. But so uh, they, they've been they've been banning games in the past, but the the they've now have an official policy that is if a game is rated AO, uh, it it can't be streamed on the service. Let's okay. see. First, um, they came for hatred, and I didn't say anything because I did not play hatred. Oh, boohoo! Ah, <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, here's the list of prohibited games. So below is a list of games that are currently prohibited from broadcast. We have determined that the content or focus of these games violate our terms of service or rules of conduct. Thus, we do not them allow them to be broadcast in any capacity. And these are BMX XXX, uh, Sakura BMX Spirits. <laughs> Dr- I've never actually heard of Dramatical Murder, but okay. Wow. Um, I don't want to play it now. Uh, Honey Pop, which definitely doesn't sound like that's okay anywhere. Uh, I actually know what Honey Pop is. And that yeah, me too, sadly. Allowed. Cobra Club. Oh, that's new. That was on there. I played the Cobra one. Club. And I think, I think perhaps <laughs> Cobra Club was kind of cool. I think actually the <laughs> smartest, the smartest band uh, on here is Second Life. But anyway, let's list the. So they also they did clarify in their rules, and this is a, a good move. They clarified that from now on, adults-only games are not allowed on the service. And the three specific ones they cite are hatred. Uh, Fahrenheit, the director's cut from the UK, and Manhunt 2, but only the uncut version of Manhunt 2. Um, and that's just to start, of course. Any any adult-only game is going to be uh, prohibited from being featured on the service. But they kind of, I think with the with the big boom that Hatred brings with it, they decided to add some clarification and, and stuff here. So good on them. That's probably needed. Well, I think I think it's quite clear that Twitch did this just so they could ban the streams of hatred. I without, guarantee without you. Saying, without saying they were actually banning streams of hatred. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good bet. Yeah, the, this policy was definitely created um, as a reaction to hatred going live, um, which is funny because I've been playing hatred and um, it's really it's pretty tame. It's, uh, I mean, I hear the I hear the, I hear the major complaint. It's says kind of boring, and that it actually doesn't go far enough. It's like you shoot people, and that's it. And there's nothing more shocking about it than what we already saw in the trailer, and that we already knew we were getting into. I mean, it can't. The game's problem is that it can't elicit an emotion from you like the kind that, like you, you can't really be too horrified by it because everyone's so goofy like they only they were only able to come up with like four different characters so like half of half of the people you run into have like a where's waldo hoodie on and and so i mean they all look the same it's kind of like in in no russian in call of duty where you mow down the airport but you kind of the illusion's broken when every single guy is just wearing like the same shirt and jeans um Um, and also the fact that there's no color yeah, that, that that certainly doesn't help differentiate between people. Um, it bothers the fuck out of me, like the the way that the the graphics are done, and and it doesn't look bad, but just the fact that it has no color is kind of like. I well, I think I think here's the thing. You know, the the creators of this thing, 
went out of their way to say that it wasn't parody and that it's not satire, which is unfortunate um, because a lot of it is kind of accidentally funny. So they were literally just trying to be edgy for the sake of being edgy and trying to shock people. But it wasn't effective. And I think, you know, the difference between someone like Not Important and um, Trevor from Grand Theft Auto V or even um, the protagonist from Postal is on some level, those other protagonists, you're able to, I don't want to say get into their head, but you're able to like understand them at some, at some level. Right. So you kind of understand Trevor is a guy who was hurt um, by his best friend and that he had like this fucked up early life. And you kind of understand that the guy in postal is slowly just kind of going crazy. And he's, his mind is being, you know, I'm talking about the very first postal, his mind is being consumed by Satan or old gods or whatever. And I think at least, something to identify with helped it helped to list emotion as you would go on and do these psychopathic things that the characters wanted to engage you in. Um, and not important case, they just really have them be edgy for the sake of edgy. It's like, Oh, I'm going to fucking kill everyone. Yeah. It's just a cool dude. And, and that's, and that's kind of it. <laughs> so there's like absolutely no worth to his character or character development. Like you can make someone like that, Work. It's just like these guys, you know, didn't want to do it. They just thought they were being edgy and cool and pissing everyone off, and they just ended up with like this boring, silly character. Can we agree though that like things like hatred are never okay? That twin stick shooters are the worst thing, and they should have no a place in a civilized society. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even really know. Like twin stick shooter isn't a very good comparison because if you play it with an, a controller. Um, it's actually more difficult than it is with the mouse and keyboard. Like it's almost, I think I would say it's unplayable with a controller. Are you so, serious? so it's a twin stick shooter, and you don't have any other option but to be a twin stick shooter. Yeah, it's, and it's, you're telling me, and you're telling me you are okay with this as a human being. <laughs> well, uh, uh, so I'll, uh, here, I'll, let me let me tell you about the game. So it's called it's yeah. called it's called Hatred, and it's and about. You play as, it's about a guy who his name is a not guy. important. Um, I think a good comparison to kind of what Jay was saying is there's a game coming out later this year called Party Hard. And we've talked about it on the podcast before. And Party Hard has a very simple concept, which is your neighbors are having a party that's too loud. And so you decide to go and kill everyone at the party. Um, I think one of the things that Party Hard has that hatred doesn't is that I think we've all been there. <laughs> right, that's that's it, right? That's it, right? And so, I mean, there's there's just there's some inkling uh, of um, oh, of there's like an inkling in it, understanding of of, of any so, kind whatsoever. Um, and there's still, I still have at least two more hours of hatred gameplay, so they have time to. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. On a deeper level, um, I see. The I think I think party cards. See, Party Hard is a good example because I watched I watched Hatred. Like, I actually did intend to play Hatred until my computer went kaput. Um, but I watched a ton of gameplay videos for Hatred. And, you know, the, the destructible environments, the explosions, all of that looks very appealing. Actually, but everything else, everything else looks, like, kind of boring. Like, the driving looks bad. The shooting looks boring. The, oh, you don't want to... The pedestrians look You don't want to drive boring. anyway. Yeah, so, anyway... It looks boring, but what but what party party hard does is it makes it fucking interesting, right? So you have to hide, you have to try and clean up your tracks. Um, there are a lot more environmental traps you can use. 
you know, you kind of you're you're out thinking the computer AI the whole time. You're like, okay, the computer police officer is going to go here and try to arrest this guy, so I should be over here. So there's actually some exercise to it. It looks like hatred has like no mental exercise behind it. So, well, uh, so let's walk through it here. The the challenge comes in. Um, you, you do get into some shootouts where it, it's difficult to survive. Um, and the way that you heal yourself in hatred is by executing someone. It doesn't have to be a civilian. It could also be a cop. So when you shoot someone, there's a chance that when they hit the ground, they don't die. And when you walk up to them, you can finish them off, basically. And that regenerates your health. And that's the only way to regenerate your health. Um, which is a little frustrating because it's very inconsistent. Like, I would say that maybe 60% of the time when you shoot someone, maybe maybe flip that, maybe 40% of the time when you shoot someone, they're eligible for an execution. Um, if you're playing Hatred, I have a special tip for you, which is uh, take the kick. You have a kick move that you can do. Um, and if you kick someone, you'll knock them down, and they're always able to be executed at that point. Um, it's kind of hard to aim your kick, so I would suggest that you remap it to the space bar um, so that you can actually kick people. Um, but that that is pretty much the only guaranteed way to heal, and it's very impractical to do it in the middle of firefights. And in fact, a lot of times it gets you into trouble because you'll step out into an area where you see somebody you can execute, and then you just get mowed down by you know whatever force you were hiding from to begin with. Um but that's where that's where the majority of the difficulty comes from. It is a really hard game. I will say that uh, first because of the execution to heal method, and then the second problem and the thing that I hate the most about the game is uh, if you so when you get dropped into a level, it'll show on your map different side quests that you can do. There's usually about two or three in the later levels. There's like four or five. Um, and they're usually just simple things like go and kill everyone in this in this room or go to this bank and set this money on fire uh, or cause a, tr- a train crash, you know, stuff like that. So you you go and do these things. And when you do it, you earn a respawn point, um, but you can only respawn to it one time. And so, first of all, if you die before you do any side quests, then you have to start the entire level over again. Um, if you unlock a respawn point and then you die twice, uh, you would have to start the entire level over again. The point is, is it's not uncommon at all to have to restart the entire level. And they're not long, but they are just uninteresting enough to make it really miserable to do. Um, and most of that comes from the game's pacing. So the, the way that the gameplay plays out is your first quest is always uh, basically massacre civilians. And they don't fight back and there's no, there's no real gunplay to it. It's just chasing people down and, and, and killing them. Um, and then after you've killed a certain number, like after you've killed 100 innocent people, then it will put a, a wave of cops on you. And so the problem is, is that when Actually, they... Actually, sorry to interrupt you, but... I heard that um, the cops will show up no matter what. You like, you can just stand there, and the cops will show up after a certain amount of time. They will, but uh, so, but so at that I, point, killing them doesn't actually do anything. Um, but you know, I so the but I I I, I want to bring up that point because it, and that's there seems to be like a disappointing amount of simplicity to the game design. Sure. Um, you yeah. Know, like it's it's not it's not smart. Like but like pedestrians will run away from you just because you're there and the cops will show up just because you idled for a while and it seems really dumb. Yeah, it's not 
super common. It usually is in an area where you've killed a lot of people that the cops will show up. Um, but they're definitely there. There are definitely like small patrols that'll show up to try and keep things interesting. But basically, each level is divided into two halves, which is the relatively like non-aggro half where you're just mowing people down who can't fight back, and then there's the difficult part where you have a flood of law enforcement that shows up in a counter that you have to hit. And so the problem is, is that if you die during the second phase, you're going back to the beginning of the level, and you have to do that first boring phase all over again to get to the part that was, you know, actually challenging. Um, and I think that they had to do that. I, well, not necessarily had to, but I think that they largely did it because the game is remarkably short for $20. Um, there's only seven levels. I'm already on level five, and I've been playing for about two hours, just a little. I didn't know the game cost so much. Yeah, the game's the game is twenty bucks, and it's it's seven levels. It's estimated that it is about four to six hours in length, and I would bet you that for most people, those extra two hours to get to six probably comes from the difficulty. So you know, I I I will give the hit. Yes, you will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else have a question about Hatred? Uh, so, no, I'm I'm disgusted by it. Sure. Yeah, I'd say it's a I'd say it's a four, four <laughs> out of five. Um, I don't. We spent a long time on it. Am I going to be able to get? He's still on the call. There he is. Yeah, I'm here. Good, welcome back. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hello. This is the Enemy Slime Podcast. Slime podcast. <laughs> I really want to right, talk. Let's move on. I, I I remember. I also played Game of Thrones this week. Oh, that's true. Um, oh my god, how awesome was this week's episode of Game of Thrones, guys? It was very good. It was it was uh, it was very good television, and we all agree on that, right? Everyone who watched it, fantastic. No, I haven't seen it. Oh well, shit. Um, uh, Doug, have you seen it? I have seen it. Well, let's talk about games. I mean, yeah. can, that is a game. I do want to. I do want to hear about Splatoon, though. That's uh, that's my other like big, um, big you one. Don't wanna, you don't want it. You Operation Abyss is that one of your big ones? I'm not really considering picking that up as much as Splatoon. <laughs> that's so, not to say, uh, that's not to say if there's anything wrong. Are you, are, are you sure I can't say you on Operation Abyss? I I would I'd give you the chance too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you'll really be able to lock it down for me. Um. But Splatoon, um, so we just, so, we just so, put the review so, out for it. Yeah. Well, I want to say this before we start the Splatoon. You do realize this is the first article I edited where you didn't change any of my fucking images. Uh, I think that's true. <laughs> I th- it's, I th- only my, it's only one of JR. To be honest, I thought about it with the banner because I, uh-huh. I, I think I could do a little better, but it's uh, good enough. You think you could do a little better? Well, go ahead and try. I invite you to try because it took me for for ages to try and find that banner. Yeah, Nintendo is actually probably one of the worst with promotional uh, photos, and so it's really difficult to find like a banner that actually fits on the site. So, I mean, I th- I think you did a fine job. Um, but yes, I mean, it's always hard to find the fucking banner that fits on the site. <laughs> I know we're we're gonna fix that. Um, so anyway, run me run me through Splatoon, Lucio. So Splatoon is essentially um, a shooter. It's out for the Nintendo Wii U. Um, it has three modes, right? It has um, a single player, it has another multiplayer, and then it has a one-on-one local multiplayer that sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, that did sound uh, pretty bad. 
So let's start with uh, the really important part, which is the uh, the online multiplayer, which is really what the game is about, right? Um, so you have a squid kid thing called uh, an inkling, uh, which you can customize to look however you want. So the um, first mode, uh, that's the one that everybody saw, is called um, Turf War. Mm-hmm. And so let me ask this. Let me ask this. Can your can your inkling can it be Tupac? Uh, I guess yeah. Why not? You can it's, make a black it, inkling if you want. Is it really? It, it is that customizable? Because every yeah. everybody I see seems to look the same. Yeah, you can you can actually make a black inkling if you want. That's pretty good. Okay, so you could you could you could, you could make a Tupac it's, inkling. It's the ink, girl inkling became like the. Like the mascot of the game, like I think so I, players are using I, looked, I looked at a lot of videos, and even with all the screenshots I found, I own I basically only ever see the female inkling. Yeah, like ninety five percent of the players are using the, the from female inkling. There's like maybe two guys in the whole game. I, I think I mean I think she's a little cuter than the guy anyway. Uh, I mean guys. they're both they're, they're both pretty cute. But. Yeah. There's so much she's different. A, she, she's a little bit more adorable with her twin tails. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lucio, should I buy Splatoon? Let's, yes. just, let's just wrap uh, it up. Unless you want to play with your wife. I feel, like, wait, we're, wait, I feel Jared, like we're coming Jared, back to a second life conversation here. Jared, do, you disagree? Do, you just, do you disagree that the Inklings are adorable? I don't think they're adorable. I think they're incredibly sexy. Oh, okay. Well, there you so, go. Yeah, I Never find mind, I find them to be tantalizing well, to a and, degree uh, that I'm not comfortable you, with. You and Dan Brew agree, then? I yes. I as usual. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't default you, to a boy choice when I played the game. Yeah, that was good too. Wait, did you play the game, Doug? No, I didn't. I don't play that shitty game. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be a girl. <laughs> Anyone to shoot paint? Um, I think I don't think we actually talked about the game yet. No, because you don't say. I mean, that's Lucio's fault, really. <laughs> Lucio, tell All right, so well, 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 let me let me ask you about the kind of outfit. You no, can buy. you you don't get to ask anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lucio, as fast as you can, Splatoon, go. <laughs> Splatoon, you have um, it's a shooting game based essentially on trying to control territory, and it's done in different ways. In every type of gameplay. So you have the basic one, which is turf control, where it's trying to um, paint the level your color and the enemy is trying to put the level their color. Then there's the rank match, which is a king of the hill type thing where you try to control a beacon for as long as possible. And then there's a one-on-one where you're just shooting balloons and it sucks. And then there's a one-player campaign that lasts about six hours. It's a lot like Mario Sunshine, and it's pretty good, and uses mechanics in fun. So, in I was actually, I was actually legitimately surprised to find out there was a single player mode in this game, and it's pretty good too, which is the surprising part. That's the first time I'd heard the Mario Sunshine comparison, but that I like that. It's, yeah, Mario Sunshine is pretty good. It does have uh, like uh, the way that the levels are designed reminds me a lot of Mario Sunshine. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's very colorful, of, like Mario with Sunshine. Yeah. They do a lot of things that are kind of cool with the whole paint thing in single player that I don't think they could implement in multiplayer. Like, there's one level where parts of the level are invisible, and you have to shoot them so you can find your way. Um, 
there's another level where there's huge punches that inflate every time that you shoot them, and you have to try to platform on them. So there's things that they use the in the single player that I don't think they could implement well in the multiplayer. That uh, that are pretty cool. And it's short, but it's short, but it's very tight. So, so let me let me ask you in the campaign. Let me ask you this, as per uh, Michael's birthday wish, have you gotten a chance to use your amiibo with the game yet? No, not yet. I was waiting for my kids to go to bed. Oh, do you have? You, well, you, you mentioned you mentioned because uh, I'm actually yeah. I'm actually, oh, yeah, I'm actually you told very me interested. That. I'm actually very interested in this part. You say in your review that there is essentially DLC locked behind the amiibo yeah. for Splatoon. So what is it? Levels. Levels oh, are no, there's the not. Amiibo. Are you yes, kidding? Yes, there's levels. Every each piece of um, clothing that you need to unlock has a little challenge level on it. Oh, so okay. really? So, but it's, so it's not like an entire like multiplayer map. It's just like no, a, no, it's a single player. And it's kind of like a challenge map. Okay, that's, okay. that's less still, that's less bad, but that still is unfortunate. It's still bad. Yes. I wouldn't mind if you know you could actually get amiibos. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Well, I think this is why they're doing the card uh, thing. But what's the, what's the card thing? Oh, amiibos are uh, there. So they understand that there's a chance that you're going to want to use amiibo functionality in games, but you won't be able to have the amiibo. So why don't I, well, why not make amiibo? They're the they're fuck? releasing they're releasing a reader uh, like an optical reader, and then they'll start releasing uh, packs of cards, kind of like trading cards. And no, no, no. I shit no, you not. No, I shit you no, not. No. This is the worst idea. Lucio, guess what? The packs, <laughs> the packs, the packs are randomized. Oh my god! Of course they kidding. are. Are they limited runs too? Ridiculous. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> this is a. a they're that's just awful. With you are you point. kidding? Oh, that's no, no, All right. No, that's, I, yeah. I actually, I actually have a few more questions about Splatoon. That's like Nintendo's blowing my mind with this memo nonsense. It's really bullshit. Um, but Splatoon, believe it or not, it might be the game that pushes me to get a Wii U. I'm not surprised. It seems to have a lot of. I think, I think it's brought some kind of like innovation and fresh air feel to Nintendo that it needed, because Nintendo's yeah. always been very tight in the way that they design things. Right? You know, you're gonna buy a Nintendo game and it's going to run at 60 frames per second and it's going to be fun and it's going to have good design. But you know, it's going to be Mario Zelda. Maybe you get a Kirby game and you know, if you're lucky. So uh, I, I think I released I think the, uh, a Metro game once in a while, but you pretty much don't get anything new. And I think something like this really like ups the value of the Wii U a lot, because first of all, it's covering a niche that the Wii U didn't have. Like there's no online multiplayer in the Wii U aside from this, like at all, mm-hmm. uh, unless you count Super Smash Bros., which you shouldn't. Um, and then you know there's also no real shooting games. Right. In the Wii U, and this kind of covers that. So, here's the thing. Wait, wasn't Zombie U the greatest shooter of all time? Oh, I forgot I was Zombie U. So, I guess <laughs> it's the second. <laughs> okay. I mean, yes, so it's, it's thing, pretty good. So, the last, the last like, brand spanking new IP Nintendo came out with, I think that was um, Pikmin, right? I, yeah. think so, I think so, yeah. And that was like so an old man was... game. It was like an old man game about gardening. Yeah. About <laughs> yes. guys in your garden. Um, so I think Splatoon's exciting because it's the first, like, new Nintendo IP in a long while. Like, we haven't had... And I think that's why 
the the inklings are so popular, right? Because and Nintendo has this thing of kind of turning out these iconic mascots that everyone latches onto. Like even the Pikmin, even Lolomar and the Pikmin, people kind of hung on to. Um, and then you get the inklings, which um, you know I can't proclaim the same level of sexual attraction Jarrett has for them, but they have a very appealing design. Like they're they're very very kind of cute, fun design. Um, and, you know, I, so I think, you know, I think they kind of nailed it with this mascot, which is, which is hard. Um, I think it's the first new IP, but it's also a very young IP because the entire team working on it was young. Um, mm-hmm. so it's got all that stuff that young people are into. It's got like the multiplayer yeah. component and the shooting component and all that kind of stuff that other Nintendo IPs kind of really lack. It's also got this really great, um, kind of hip style to it. It's like, mm-hmm. It's it kind of really stands on its own, but you get the sense of like the urban hip hop fashion, and I think you mentioned the like '90s graffiti thing in your yeah, it's uh, more like the '90s graffiti scene, you know, like because it's not just hip hop; it's kind of like you know, also like indie rock bands and maybe some punk and do you, you know see, that kind yeah. of. Yeah, do you see like a jet grind radio comparison at all? Yes, yeah, I, I will see. It's one of the fields. The other game that it also called to us when we we're talking with Jay is uh, the Wilderness with You. That kind of, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, urban. You know, there's no, I mean, there's trees in this game, but there are trees that are contained in a fucking block of concrete, right? Right. <laughs> um, so you know, it's it doesn't feel it's like it's not like Mario was like going into this beautiful, you know, open forest with you know, murderous centipedes. Look, it's it's Nintendo, it's, good. So it's, it's different. It could have worked, like, no matter what they did, right? Like, because at one point they were talking about using Mario as the character, so it would have worked no matter but it feels like they really hit something exciting and fresher um something I think that i think they one need. of those things that might push the wii over there because like i said you know it's something new that you can't get anywhere else and i think nintendo kind of needed that before yeah we, i'm not uh, oh go ahead um yeah i'm just gonna say like i i this is the first game that would make me seriously consider getting the Wii U. And, um, you know, just for the sake of playing, like, I've, I, I've heard about the system pusher in the past, and I never really got a system just based on one game, but this might be the first game ever where I'm like, oh, I have to finally try that system. Um, God, I have one more thought on it, but Jared sounds like he wants to change the topic. Well, before we do, I want to just mention one other thing, because I think it's very unique, and I think it's kind of a... I'm curious whether or not you think it's oh, a, a good idea, which is their uh, their releases for updates. Because um, they've obviously got a pretty strong plan to try and keep people playing the game. Um, and that is by deliberately holding back content and unlocking it over time as players level up. Am I relaying that correctly? That's right. And it's content that's under this because he hasn't downloaded anything. Right. It, you, how's that working? Like, is it has it incentivized you to play at all? Is it actually it, it has and kind of pisses me off. I kind of feel like it would. <laughs> so, I, I feel like it would make you want to play the game more. It makes me want to play the game. I know what they're doing and it kind of bothers me, but it works pretty well because every time that like there's a new content update, and keep in mind we we've had like three already, and the game was released on Friday, so it's not like this is uh, it's not like they are holding back. I wonder. So I mean, but, like, so, if, they keep, if they keep at this clip, by the time the summer is over, which they said was going to be only during the summer that we're going to do this, mm. this is going to be a pretty meaty game. Yeah. So, Jared, Jared has a bad habit of wanting to end games on a negative note. Like, you wouldn't know people at this website actually like 
the Witcher 3. So I want to end it on a positive. I think we said positive <laughs> we things about The Witcher 3. Witcher 3 sucks. <laughs> Did we, didn't, I just, didn't I just say that this uh, thing with Splatoon's good, too? Yeah, you did, but you ended it on a negative note. You were like, yeah, but this thing seems to be bad. I don't think, I don't think, did I say, someone else, anybody? Did I say? You, you asked him, you asked, you asked Lucio if it pisses him off. No, I said it pisses me off. Lucio, you said it was pissing you off. Whatever it is, Jared always manage, manages to end it on a downer. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, do I. He always manages to end it on a downer. Class. I want to end it on a positive note. All right, lay it out. So what I love so much about Splatoon is like the backstory and how much Nintendo really wanted a fucking squid in the game. <laughs> like, there is something really weird about the story about how it well, was like about the lore, tofu. There is a lore to the game and it's pretty deep. And, well, I lo- and I love the love. It's I love kind, it too because it's like the dumbest thing ever. It's kind of fun ever, because like, it's great. For example, one part is like you're looking at. You, you, I found a, a note about like the war between the octo, octolings and the inklings, and they were saying that the inklings were losing the war because they refused to get up early for the battles. And it's just like, I I love shit like that. Like, I love that. So the, the um, Octolings basically stole Zapfish, which is responsible for powering Inkling technology, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and I, you know, I like the Inklings just have like the most ridiculous thing. Like they're squids that learn how to be humans when they're 14. Um, and it's like they just they just took everything and they just kind of like threw it at the wall with a sink. But it's all for the sake because they so badly wanted a squid. Like you like you read the backstory to this thing. They're like, we had this game. We know we really wanted a fucking squid. And then we went and figured some other things out. And then we came back to the main character and like, oh man, we still don't have that squid. We really want to include squids. Um, it's just like the weirdest thing to kind of be obsessed with and to try and work out in your game. Michael, can you shed any light on the Japanese's obsession with squid? <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> but I don't want to eat them. But, I mean, this game has really positioned them more as something that you should fuck than eat. <laughs> uh, well, well, you could, uh, and that's why Splatoon is it, bad. Next game, let's see. It, bring, it brings a it brings, uh, new purpose to the term eating out. I don't... <laughs> Moving on. Good night, everybody. I don't know about that. <laughs> this was the end of the last podcast. <laughs> All right. We're like, we are so far past the hour mark. Um, <laughs> should we talk about, should we talk about the escapist? Cause it is kind of timely. Cause it actually just came out on PS4 today. Uh, yeah. If we got time, let's just take a, let's just take a little bit. So uh, steam has been pushing this game on me forever and I don't actually know what it is. So walk me through what's going on with the escapists. Okay, so the Escapist, it's a it's a pixel art. It's like a very cutesy, you know, colorful um, game. The idea is basically that you are a prisoner, and your one task is to escape. Um, so you start out basically you just you're just a guy in a prison. Uh, you've got a bunch of randomly generated cellmates. Like it's uh, the game is separated into like different maps. So I'm I'm still on the first map. I have not escaped yet. Um, Wait, this- Michael, I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Tupac your cellmate? Um, <laughs> Michael, tread lightly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not in Cuba, so uh, okay. That's where he fled to, right? Yeah, that uh, sounds right. <laughs> that's all I got. That's that's all my hip hop knowledge. I thought he went to space. <laughs> Whoa, really? No, really. Yeah, because because his planet needed him. I mean, I don't want to divert too much, but really, where is Tupac, Jay? He, uh, he's dead. What do you want me to say? 
But we know that he's alive. So anyway, carry on, Michael. <laughs> so your your cellmate is not Tupac. Not yet, at least. So, um, and you've got your daily routine. Like you get up, there's roll call. You go to breakfast. You uh, you know, if you got your like, you've got a job. You do the laundry or something like that. Um, but you know, in your spare time, or you know, you can even like when you're not working, um, you work on trying to escape. So what you do is you go around the prison and you collect stuff. And it's like really simple stuff. Like uh, the game starts out by showing you how to make a weapon. You get a sock and a bar of soap. You combine them. You've got yourself a mace. Um, yeah, of course. Prison mace. Um, and so basically the idea is, you know, you gather up materials and you, you know, you get a weapon and then you start building like, uh, you know, you can build a shovel. You can build a, like a power drill. And your idea, the idea is like you can crawl up into the vents, or you can like chisel through the wall, or you can dig a hole in your cell. Um, it does have a mechanic which I think is kind of funny, where you uh, you can flush stuff down the toilet to get rid of it. Um, however, if can you clog it? Yes, if you can clog the cell or clog the toilet, and if the guards find it, they'll uh, they'll put you in solitary. <laughs> so um, around the game, you can actually find plungers, and you know if you accidentally clog a toilet, you get the plunger you. You unplug the toilet, and you're safe. How many items do you have to smuggle up your rectum? It, you've just got an inventory, so it doesn't really tell you where you're hiding. <laughs> the inventory is up your ass. <laughs> but if you don't see your pixel character carrying it, well, it can only be one place. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's a, that's a tale as old as time, though. <laughs> So I, I like the game on the outset where you're you're you know you're in this confined space. You have a routine you need to abide by. Like you go to the gym, you lift weights, you get on the internet, you learn stuff, make yourself smarter. Unfortunately, in in practice, it just doesn't come together very well. Like it's it's such a randomized experience. Like you'll have uh, you, all the all the cellmates are just kind of walking around at random. Like they'll go they'll go to lunch and they'll go to dinner and they'll go to their uh, their cells at the right times. But aside from that, they're just kind of like wandering around. They spout off little dialogue like you know, oh, I heard Wyatt's wife left him, or you know, Officer Micah's you know got mugged last night. But like, and then do, do the prisoners ever have a deep reflection on the corporatization of the industrial prison complex? No, they they use like Netspeak occasionally. I get some LOLs. <laughs> That's the same thing. Right. So, now I was thinking about this. Like, I I felt bad last week because I didn't, I couldn't find anything nice to say about Windward. And I still okay. Don't have much, I still don't have much nice to say about it. But playing <laughs> this game has kind of helped me understand why I didn't like Windward. So, in games where like it's really, I mean, it's this isn't procedurally generated. Windward is, but. Where basically nothing is determined, you're just kind of given a world and like left to play in it. That's I don't really find that to be fun unless it tells, unless it generates a story. And my example mm. for this would be uh, like Civilization Two or any of the Civilization games. There's no story. There's barely even an end game. You're just kind of left out there to do what you want. But it generates great stories. Like you know, you have this border where you're fighting with the you know the Koreans and. They, there was a war, and at the last minute, right before they capture your capital, like a bunch of insurgents rose up and fought them back. But in games like Windward or um, what is this game? The Escapist. <laughs> the Escapist. <laughs> like this game of the year. 
it doesn't generate stories like you um so I, I I wake up, I go to I go to breakfast, I you know try to buy something from one of the guys who's selling stuff. He has some tin foil. I go make a pouch, and then it just it starts over again. And I mean I've already put in ten hours <laughs> since Sunday on the Escapist, so I'm obviously coming back to something. But uh, but you don't know what it is. Yeah, and I'm not like I I keep playing it, but I'm not really having a good time. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. yeah. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> it could be I mean, it's it's a nice looking game. It's it's got a fun idea. It's just it doesn't. I think I get I get what you mean. Like a lot of the fun in a game like that is, um, is kind of like what you're talking about, where you generate almost a, a, a narrative of some sort. And when it's mm-hmm. when it's reduced to like a chore, like go here and unlock this, then it starts to become less less fun and less exciting. Um. I was I had a I had an example but now now it's gone. It left my brain. <laughs> so okay, here's a good example for um the escapists. So you you have a, a reputation or like a an opinion with all the other people in the, the prison. So like, you know, one one guy may not like you very much, but if you do some favors for another guy, he might really like you. Uh. And, hmm? Well, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You can shower and there's a lot of uh, a lot of innuendo. Oh, good. Got a walk. Even though Indian though prison rape was always fun. Um. Okay. So my on, favorite on, place. On a, on a on a on a scale of um of inkling to dripping vagina, how hot is the new window? It's pretty tame. Yeah. Eyes north. So wait, in this case, is inkling like the hot thing, or is it dripping vagina <laughs> hot? Ask <laughs> Jared. <laughs> I'm confused. Ask Jared. And don't He's the one that uh don't <laughs> don't ask me. Come to my second life world that I created. <laughs> okay, but but anyhow, the, I'm the, I'm I'm pretty sure you can create a inappropriate inkling squid in second life. I'm pretty sure it's already there. But anyway, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> finish so the, the game. The, the point is that you know, like they have this opinion of you, and you know, you just you, you raise it up by doing favors or like. If you if you need somebody to really like you, which has never come up, there's like no there's no value to being liked, except that they won't attack you and they'll sell you stuff cheaper. Like you can just go up to a guy and like give him five hundred dollars and be like, "Be my friend." Or there's the other thing or the other uh, end of it where like I wanted to get this guy fired from his job in the prison mailroom, so I just I waited until his shift started and I waited outside of the mailroom and I beat him in, unconscious. But it's like it, it lasts for three hours, and they wake up like every thirty minutes. So I had to beat him unconscious like six times. So at the end of this, like he's I'm he's deep red, like he really doesn't like me. But then later at dinner, I take a mission from him to uh, get him like you know a book, and now he's my friend again. Oh, that's good. Of course, just like so, real prison. So like there there's no arc there. So he's just like it's it's just a meter. You uh you control one way or the other. Mm. Yeah, I get I get why that would be. Kind of like a, e- a turn off in a game like that. Even in a game like Hard Times, like I had inmates who were like my friends. I'd see them and they'd come give me a hug. And if somebody started a wrestling match on me, they'd help me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback right there. Um, okay. All right. I, I, I don't know. It's just it's kind of disappointing. It's just it doesn't have a whole lot of substance. Yeah. Well, no, it's not true. It's got a lot of substance for escaping. I'm, just, I'm curious, as a side note, did you play Prison Architect? I did not, know. 
might be something to consider if you're looking for a game that generates that kind of stuff, um, but is a little bit... It's in early access, but it's still pretty solid. Like It sounds like that might uh, give you the wish that you had before. All right, I'll take a look. Maybe just something to consider. All right. We're almost to the hour and a half mark. Um, let's go ahead. What did we What did we miss? We missed Apollo 4X, which um, I love you, Lucio. I appreciate your career. That review <laughs> is one of the hardest things I've had to read. <laughs> what? You don't, you don't want to talk about getting arbitrage from the corporations that set up in different worlds? You know, it, it just... Uh, it, the business aspect of it, the economics aspect of it, still really leaks through. <laughs> you all, know the way, all the way through space. <laughs> you just you, can't you even know, you can't even cover it up with space. It's just you know what it would yeah, be. Yeah. The games like this have their audience, and it would be a very good one if it wasn't so fucking impenetrable. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it did sound like it would be something that's like very specifically for a person, and just didn't right. quite didn't quite qualify it's, it's just like i say you know it could have been a better score if you had a tutorial yeah uh i don't think you would like it though <laughs> to be honest no i mean like uh, i said i had a hard time i don't time. think jay would like it i don't think <laughs> i don't know if michael i did, and, uh, I did I play a space cheese. game i did like though that's true huh? that's true uh so this will be the other one that we won't have too much time for but never go home um on ios um uh. Which you described as Oregon Trail um, esque, like similar. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a Oregon Trail score attack kind of. I looked at um, the game. I didn't get that vibe at all. But well, yeah, it doesn't look it doesn't look when you right. said, but it's like the closest. After thinking about it, it was the closest thing I could compare it to. Um, and I ended up liking. Like I didn't know how I feel at first. I feel like I I played two games this week that were. Both kind of simple on the surface, but pretty opaque as to the deeper complexities, and and not opaque in a good way. Like you know, I think Bloodborne is is opaque in a good way because uh, you it you really take your time exploring and figuring things out and all that kind of stuff. But um, with these two games, it didn't it didn't feel like that. And Operation Abyss is the other one, which I guess I'll talk about next week. Um, but the deeper I got into Never Go Home, and again, it's it's mostly a, a platform thing but the deeper i got into it the more i kind of liked it and that's because i know for my cell phone it's something that i can go back to and jump into and play easily and it's not a big deal if i like lose or die or whatever um so it's uh so basically you're on a ship hurting hurtling through the space and it's badly damaged and you jettison all your crew um and it's pretty simple you're dragging your ship from planet to planet, and uh, look, it's clear the graphics are like hand drawn or or pretty simply done. Um, so you know the exploration is literally just drag your ship over here, land on this PlayStation, land on this uh, no, PlayStation, uh, land on this planet, land on this space station, and then you enter kind of a tower defense mode in which you are sliding your thumbs across the screen to shoot enemies before they can reach you and before they damage you. Now where the Oregon Trail part comes in. Um, what the fuck is that? It's Lucio's lab chair. It sounds like it sounds like a snake. <laughs> what? 
I know that they don't have snakes in New York, but no, it does not sound like a snake. <laughs> it sounds like a snake to my headphones. It sounds like a snake. What kind of snakes do you have in New York? <laughs> they don't. They don't have a snake. We do have snakes in New York. What? What? Like, uh, like solid snake? <laughs> you probably have tattooed guys named Snake. <laughs> you have Snake Bliskin who escaped right. from you. Oh, so, that's so back to, that's so back true. to Back to uh, Never Go Home. You know, you're not going to find him like Central Park or anything. You're not going to find Snake Pliskin in Central Park. <laughs> you're going to find him in someone's pants. I mean, you won't find you won't find Snake Pliskin now because he escaped. Yeah, exactly. You won't find him in Central Park at all. He's gone. That's why you don't know what he sounds like. Okay. <laughs> His body is spiked up in a dungeon in Duke Nukem. <laughs> so there's so there's a tower defense. So where the Oregon Trail aspect comes in is that um, the game starts to randomly generate conditions for your crew. Um, that can either be positive or negative. It'll be like, oh, your crew member got lucky and he found some extra food stashed away, so now you have to get extra supplies. Or, oh, a crew member, you know, got sick and now they're slowly dying. Um, so really the, the aim of the game is whichever crew members you have, it's to, like, keep them as long as possible until you find the next crew member to replace them. Because everyone's going to die, Right. So your first crew member, like, you live for an absurd amount of years. You live, like, till 247 years, whatever the number is. So you have that one crew member. They're dying. They're going to inevitably die. You have to find the next crew member to kind of replace them. Sometimes you'll get all five. Sometimes all five will die at once. Um, so there's, like, a lot of fail states, but there's also a couple of states to help you out. And it's just kind of like buying the upgrades as fast as possible. Um, you can fight a few bosses and a few enemy ships on the way. So it's not a super deep game on the surface, but it kind of gives you a lot to do for being, um, you know, for being an iOS title. And for me personally, in terms of iOS, I think, you know, I like it when I can jump into a game in short bursts and I don't have to worry about, you know, a ton of saving or whatever. And I especially like the score attacks. So the, the one, so the games that have a score attack, are the ones that tend to stay on my cell phone the longest because it means between whatever I'm fucking doing, I can try and chase my score and do better and, and get better and better on it next time. Yeah. I mean, it does sound that it's kind of the way you described it is exactly the sort of game that I would want to have on a phone and have nowhere else. (laughs) It sounds, it sounds perfect to just like pull out, mess around with it for a few minutes while I wait in line for something and then just put it back in my pocket and forget that it even existed, you know? Exactly. Just kind and of then that, And at. then that's kind of where my one big criticism of the game comes in, and that's, like, every time um, you load up a new game, it will take you to the intro over again. And I guess I didn't really notice it at first because I was so busy kind of chasing my score each time, but after you played it a couple of times, you're like, okay, I don't need this intro anymore. I kind of wish it would skip it. Um <laughs> But that's it. Like, like other than that, the the power to just kind of like pull it out and then play it and then put it back. Like, it's definitely it's definitely not something. Like, if I got this for the PC, if I got it for a console, I'm like, ah, that that was a mistake. But for the phone, it's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well. All right. Cool. So, and that's a positive note that we've ended on. Great platform choice, guys. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, games for for being brave and sending us the title. Yeah, I mean to to be fair, um, they cold called us for this. They said yeah, we were chill. <laughs> to be fair, I think that uh, platform choice is something that they need to address in fucking iOS games. That's a 
topic for another time. Yeah. I think it. I think platform choice is something we have to address in all games. I think. Well, you know, especially in mobile games because mobile games tend to fall into camps: fucking ripoffs or Square Enix trying to uh, charge you twenty four ninety nine for Final Fantasy IV. Well, and that's, that's, the, that's the other thing I really like about this one. It also that sounds I like think, a ripoff. You know, the the other thing that I, that I that I like about this one is that it wasn't quite like anything I played yet on iOS. And that could just be me. That could just be my, my underexposure to iOS games. But uh, everything is either a fucking temple run or it's a fucking town builder. With, like right. a ton of microtransactions. Do you guys know I, what the game that I play the most in, in my phone is? What is that? It's Fruit Ninja. It's, it's <laughs> what? Fruit Ninja. Oh, Fruit Ninja. Ninja, yeah. Because it came, it came out like 7,000 years ago, but it's like the only game that like it feels like it was designed for mobile. With mobile in mind. Well, and you bought it. And you bought it, and now you're done buying it. Like you only had to buy it the one time. You only had to buy it. I never bought it. It's it's always been free. Oh, that's true. It's even better. I just think of so, buying you know, it because I had it. I had it for the Connect, which is a I fun know. exercise in frustration. Why would you? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but it feels like the the good night guys did the right thing, and they went like, okay, what can I do that makes a good game for this particular platform? And they did that instead of, you know, going like, oh, well, I'm going to do fucking civilization, but I'm going to put, like, macro transactions, or I'm going to do a game that is really meant to be played in your couch, you know, in a TV, and charge you twenty four ninety nine for it, mm-hmm. Square Enix. <laughs> yeah, 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 those was, are was always a problem, too. I think you're right. I think the thing that's lasted on my phone the longest is, um, is Subway Surfer, which is a Tumble Run ripoff, <laughs> but... I like it, and it's it's something I could pull out and play. I could just whip it out. Mm-hmm. Man, I have Game of Thrones on my phone. Well, it's just a holdover because I used to be able to like do this at work. Like it was the only the only time I had time to play games. So I got The Wolf Among Us <laughs> and The Walking Dead. Uh, oh I've my god, oh, guys, guys, how great was the Game of Thrones TV series this nope, week? Nope, we're not doing it. <laughs> nope, don't enter our Patreon. No. Hi guys. Let me know. It's already too long. So. Michael, well, that's that's plenty fine. People will stick around until we tell them to go. Michael, I'm sorry that you. But it's better. But you know, it's it's not. It's better than um than episode four they released this week. <sighs> I would like to talk about it, but we're we're gonna end up being like here for two hours. So. I haven't I haven't no, played so it yet either. So yeah, okay. Oh, you haven't played it? No, not yet. Oh, it's not good. Oh, it can't be that bad. It's, well, it's, well, it's, it's, it's okay, not bad, but, but it's now not we're good. but now we're doing the thing we said we wouldn't do. So hey, if you like, what's if you, the thing that we said we wouldn't do? We wouldn't talk I mean, about it. <laughs> we're going to talk about it next week. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us. There's on a the there's Enemy a baby Slime wildling. Pipe, so I'm just going to play the music. She she's as cute it's as playing uh, right now. Don't even know the music. I don't think that's. I don't think that's. You don't even know the theme. All right, fuck. Song to what?